This is your announcer, Shannon Saint Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA livecast. As we are past Labor Day, Rob Bai is getting sad. He knows that beach season is almost coming to an end. When will he stop swimming, you ask? When the water is so cold, his balls get numb. Then again, he might even like that too. That freak. Our IP live cast starts. Now. So cold. So cold. <laughs> so far though, no no frozen testicles yet, Rob? You good so far? No frozen testicles yet. I, I have a pretty high tolerance. The water temperature is at 75. I could make it to like 70 or 69. hi oh, on a warm day. Whoa. One of the first drafts of that uh, intro had you uh, with large extended uh, nipples that were yes, so that's sword, the thing. like it's a swordfish. A, yes, yes. It's not Staring so much. Uh, it's because it's not so much that my testicles swell up. It's mm. that my nipples get cold. That's that's where when I truly know the season is over. When my nipples feel like they're getting blue. Put like a little t- bandaid over each one just to protect it. <laughs> Well, I've been looking into getting a, a rash guard, you know, like something that a surfer would wear. Don't jujitsu uh, just... people use that too? Shouldn't you already have that? Yes, but it's a different type of rash guard. The, ah. the jujitsu rash guards are much thinner because that's just meant to uh, let the sweat pass through. Where where the ones made for surfing are more optimized <laughs> to keep heat inside. It's thicker. You know, okay. then, uh, but right then, now uh, your nipples are still in mid-season form. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Now let me ask you this: ne- follow-up pull. question. Ne- pull. Sorry. If it's okay, that was great. Uh, if, <laughs> like, so we're experiencing, I would say, some of the effects of global warming now. Yes, and we have like a very extended hot summer into September. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you say? Sometimes- go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, sometimes into October, even two years ago, I was swimming the first week of October. It was the first time that I was like, you know, this climate change stuff, yeah. not so bad. <laughs> so my, my question is, due to the effects of global warming, do, mm-hmm. does that confuse your nipple distension? Like, does it go yes. longer? Yes, mm. yes. So it's like birds that don't well, migrate when they're supposed to. Exactly. <laughs> it depends. Just... See. It depends He's on just walking year, around like, all winter with nipples down to his belly button. Just going into Kroger's, Confused. piercing the cashier's eyeballs with their <laughs> with his swordfish tits. Oh my god, swordfish! Can swordfish tits be the episode title? I don't think like we can say tits. Obscenity, oh. yeah. Oh, swordfish boob? Out of swordfish nips? What nips? We'll do nips swordfish nipples. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, last year, I do remember it was like the third week of September, and I got very bummed out. I feel like I wasn't mentally prepared uh, uh, to to have it end because I feel like I when I feel the weather is getting colder. And to be clear, how it happens is there has to be a string of cool days to, in such a way that the water cools down where it's going to be too difficult for it to reheat back up. Mm. That's the problem. So if there's like a week of rain in late September, the water temperature is going to drop much quicker than if it was just a sunny week, you know? So, uh, uh, but are you and- allowed to swim once the lifeguards aren't on duty anymore? Cause I know they were saying on the news today that this is like the last beach weekend because the lifeguards are going to be gone. 
Do you, is that just like you're uh, not allowed? But it's very easy to like gorilla style. Tec- yeah, technically, you are. Technically, the beach is closed, but uh-huh. there's nobody enforcing. And okay. if they're enforcing, there's no lifeguard. One... I guess the lifeguards would be the ones enforcing that. Well, there's parks department people that will uh-huh. like shoo you out of the water, but they don't. They care. drive like, by on. I'm sorry, Rob. Yeah, they just drive by. Hey, get out! And then they they, they just keep going. They have these ATVs that they drive on the sand with, which look like, very fun. Yeah, they kind of <laughs> harass people. Uh, it's really the best. Like this morning, you know, we're we're recording the show a little earlier, so this morning I went to the beach a little earlier because I got to get my last. Like September is when I really savor it when i'm like oh this might be one of my last ones so i really gotta make an attempt to do it because it was it's a the, decent enough day it's the what coda to the to the summer season yes yeah ending. Uh, yeah yeah and i and i and, I, and it's it, it's also because it's like my birthday so all of that it's my birthday coincides with the end of summer so it very much feels like a new year is starting you know like a this is this is and and the rosh hashanah is coming up oh it is <laughs> so yeah, it's all it's all in September. Usually it's in September. Sometimes it's in October. But I just feel like September is a very renewing month. Uh, it always felt that way for me. Like school would start in September. Uh, and so uh, it, it was I don't know where I was going with the story. Oh, no, but uh, there were so it was so I went very early. I went I got there at like eight and lifeguards don't show up until 10 p.m. And I oh. and I go to Brighton Beach and the Babas and the grandpas. We're out in full force already at 8 a.m. And it was actually really nice. There weren't lifeguards. There weren't that many people. It was such a serene thing. Everyone was just there floating around. Have you ever considered becoming a lifeguard? Uh, I There's thought a shortage. Uh, but I don't want to. No, it's boring. I don't want to just sit on a on a chair and be like. All they do is tell people to get off the rocks. That, that's their only. And, and the sh- the shortage, honestly, is so upsetting uh, because now but you don't want to help down... fix it. I'm not gonna. I mean, yeah. I, guess I could. I do. I, I do have the time, but I don't think I would. I would. I'm not sure if I would pass the uh, the exam. It's. A I have to assume that they've lowered the standards just because oh. they're so short. On oh, yeah, <laughs> it's a true. young man's game. It's a young mm. man's game. There's no 40 year old lifeguards. I don't. See but them. one thing you didn't, you wouldn't, you have to compromise on. You can't compromise on is you have to have your nipples filed down because it could be dangerous. <laughs> like well, no, he, could, just... he could help a drowning person. They could use the nipple as a life. They could clamp could onto my nipple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on to the swordfish nip. I like nipples. <laughs> who doesn't? Well, no. If Noah was the one deciding who gets to be a lifeguard, she would just see the nips and immediately pass you. You're in. You're hired. It does see. It, I don't know if I can handle that. Like it's eight hours. It's ten to five, right? So I guess it's not eight hours. It's seven hours. Uh, you probably get a break, but yeah, I'm sure just, it's in shifts. Yeah, but just sitting there, even sitting there for four hours, not being able to look at your phone. Yeah, I guess you, could, oh, you, you can't, can't even, even really that? listen to music because you have to pay attention. You have to be yeah. looking at the water, that, guarding that's the water. The biggest issue, I think, uh, for you is the paying attention. I'm yeah. sure if someone yeah. was really dying, there'd be like eight people. Like, hey, this guy's dying. Like, he would get an alert. I like mean, I see them alert. like glance at their phone, but it's not like they could be sitting on Twitter or reading an article or whatever. You know, it's like they could answer yeah. a text message at most. There's other lifeguards. Come on, there's a guy down the uh, down the sand somewhere. Dude, arena in the chat. So Brighton Beach is in need of a zaddy lifeguard. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, he just said. Well, that's so that that's so that's that's a good point, Darren, because so they've reduced the amount of bays that they're guarding now to an offensive amount. Mm-hmm. All of Brighton Beach during the week only has two bays wow. with lifeguards and there are 20 Brighton beaches. Are <laughs> there they, are 20 are blocks they, on Brighton Beach. Are they bays? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like, honestly, now mean? I've... Uh, no, the, the B-A-Y, the, uh, which is which is a port of the... You know, it's separated by rocks. So yeah. there's two port, two bays mm-hmm. that have lifeguards, but they ha- each bay has like three or four lifeguards. They have one in the, in the, in the seat, one roaming, and then one on a surfboard to kind of like direct people not to swim too far. No, really? motherfucker. That motherfucker gets to just surf all day. Why don't you get that job? They're not. No, he's not surfing. He's just yeah. sitting on a surfboard. Oh, like, I think that's even that's the hardest job because you you get not like I mean I guess you could probably get away with browsing on Twitter. Phones are water. But then you then, might but, drop your phone in the ocean. That's yeah. Risky. True. That's true. Behavior. Yeah. So that seems like the. But it's like, why do we need all that? Just spread it out. Get more bays covered. Because the thing is, it's not like people don't go swimming in the non-guarded bays. They're still doing it. You know what they it's- should do? You know how like when you're uh, when you're on an airplane, they're like, if you're in an emergency row, you have these extra responsibilities. Oh, God. They should just assign like certain people at the beach. Like, OK, while you're here in this area, you're like the deputy lifeguard. You look like a strong swimmer. It, so it just, just seems... Case- Problem it is, you can like change. A, you, see, you can't change seats on a plane, so you're stuck doing that job. But in the beach, they would just go to the other bay where they don't have to fucking I do anything. I guess that's true. It's <laughs> it's such a it's such a uh, startling, shining example of poor government, like government, total government failure. That's all. This is the fact that it's summer and you can't populate the beach with credible lifeguards, and they're saying, "Oh, we pay well." No, you don't, you're clearly not paying well enough. That's what I was gonna hey. say. That's why all the lifeguards are like nineteen. It's not like it's, yeah, it's no like one wants to do it for kids. Yeah, no yeah. one wants to do it for what they're paying. If you, you yeah. could get adults exactly. to do it, if you paid well. Uh, and beyond that, uh, it is a it is a young person's job. There aren't enough young people that know how to swim because beyond the beaches, uh, half of the beaches being closed. Public most public pools aren't populated with lifeguards, or like most of the pool is closed off. Like someone had an article. Uh, one of these local reporters, uh, I don't think it was an article, it was something that I saw retweeted onto my timeline, essentially, essentially saying that they went to the Sunset Park public pool, which is a giant public pool, and three quarters of the pool was blocked off because there weren't enough lifeguards. And so it was just, it ended up that the one quarter that was open just was way too crowded. And it almost seems counterproductive because it's like you have all this pool, let them in this other area of the pool. So anyway, he texted uh, our our great mayor, <laughs> Mayor Eric Adams. I can't and even. I was like, hey, he texted you? No, the reporter texted Eric oh. Adams. Uh, and and sent him a picture of how, like, hey, why is this pool three quarters closed? It's a Saturday in August. You know, like what's going? You know, this is this doesn't seem right. He and he's like, yeah, uh, and a lot of people are upset. Uh, what do you have anything that you would say to them? He and was Eric like, Eric Adams and, and, had the guy arrested. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, Eric Adams was like, yeah, use this as an opportunity to let them know that they could become lifeguards. They literally, he literally pulled a Sid. 
Well, I was going to say there's a there's two problems going on in New York City right now. Well, there's a lot more than two, but two, the, <laughs> yeah. the one we're talking about and there's another one that like the media talks about every fucking day. And I feel like we could solve both in one shot. There's all these migrants coming to the city it's every day. Like every week, there's thousands more migrants coming and there's not go. places for them to go. There's not uh, work for them. I assume a good amount of these dudes can swim. Let them be the fucking lifeguards. We'd have <laughs> thousands every week, thousands of new lifeguards coming in. How is no whatever you're willing to pay them? Sid, how are you not on New York One right now? You are the perfect talking head. You need to be one of these guys. That's just yeah. like I mean, I'm tired of this of this big government thinking small government. Yeah. Big government has to think like big government. You yeah, you develop like, that uh, that that Brooklyn Jew accent. Oh more my God. Too. You're like Peter Griffin on the Grind My Gears thing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like they'll, they'll I, I think that's a hang out idea. on the beach and catch a dude. Why not? Uh, I have the full I have the full quote uh, uh, from Eric Adams. From, from Eric Adams, oh, I want to quote it properly because oh, it's so sake. absurd. He goes, "Thanks." Oh well, the the quote is, "Hey, the, the Sunset Park pool is three fourths closed because of not enough lifeguards. People are a little angry. Just thought you should know." The mayor responded. Thanks. They should turn their anger into a recruitment effort. We have a shortage of lifeguards. Not going to op open pools without them. Some pools are closed altogether. At least this is open. Encourage them to get people to become lifeguards. It's basically his way of saying, you lucky you still breathing. Yes. Like, <laughs> you, look, you got a corner of that fucking pool. Just be grateful <laughs> for the little meager shit that, we, yeah. that we're handing to you. You lucky you're still breathing. Oh Fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, and then, so the the next paragraph is: I thought the mayor was a bit testy, so I texted back that I was just trying to help, and he responded, "I took it that way. What I was sharing is to encourage people to become lifeguards. I like empowering people to know they can impact change and not just complain." Yeah. <laughs> Fuck out of here is what he said. Well, all he does is complain. <laughs> yeah. All he does is complain, uh, or or say that, or say he's Gandhi or whatever. Oh, <laughs> Shut the fuck uh, up. <laughs> That's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, you want to swim? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck like up. reporters just have Shut Eric up. Adams' cell phone number to text him. Some do, I guess. That, that's interesting. He tries to make himself available. Isn't that like he's got a line set up for people to just call and it's not his real number, right? Maybe, but if he's no, replying no. that quickly. No, this is his real number. Well, this is his mayoral. Like, this could be his mayoral mayoral, Like his phone. work phone. Yeah, yeah. He has a, probably has his own personal phone that, that's a different number. Or even now, I think, with Google Voice, you could, like, route multiple numbers to your... You think Eric you know, Adams knows how to do that? I don't even know how to do that. He knows somebody, he knows somebody in the in the city uh, tech department <laughs> that could do that for Maybe. him. Maybe. Well, someone in the tech department suggested it, and he just snapped at them, like, look, instead of complaining that I don't have a line routed to my phone, why don't you take the initiative and field yeah. all my calls? Fucking do it for me. Fuck out of here! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, we got a little, um, we got a little uh, a clip of uh, Eric Adams' ringtone. By the way, you want to hear it? Oh, oh yeah, let's hear it. Uh. Hey, no, no, no! I was just thinking how it's been a couple weeks since I've heard that fucking song. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, keeping it alive. Uh 
you know we'll be doing this show in 20 years and playing that. No one will even know what the fucking reference to that was. Spectrum won't be a company anymore. That even that commercial in like three weeks, probably its life cycle will be dead. You know. Yeah. Do you think I think they reused that other one for like a million years? Which IO digital cable? The IO digital cable. I don't think it was a million years. I think our memories are distorted by playing it over and over. I think it was was like a year, like a year. I would say. Okay. Okay. It was on TV. Well, the promo ain't done. There's a (laughs) there's a lot still left to squeeze out of Spectrum One. Hey, the song ain't done. Let me tell you a little bit about Spectrum One. <laughs> I, I now I hate that that's in my head. I, I really do. Mission accomplished. I hope you're happy. Hey, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Mayor Adams uh, sold his ringtone rights to a company. <laughs> so could I? Well, if it rings while he's in the press conference, hey. He's hey. actually been to that band's concerts. He's a huge fan. Oh, Kevin, Kevin the uh, Kirkpatrick's? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very good. He got them that uh, gig in that commercial. They People don't know this because of that one song was their big hit. They do a lot of folk rock. They do a lot of indie <laughs> type stuff. Very good. Tegan and Sarah opening for oh, them. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Yeah, they're big. I mean, they're big. They blew up, you know, because of that commercial. But... <laughs> how it goes sometimes not the song you want to represent you but you'll take the fame you know gotta start somewhere limp biscuit started with a cover of faith <laughs> that was their Look first single did. wasn't that after they were famous i, thought... was that, I think no that, that was, was their, their breakthrough oh okay. yeah that was their big breakthrough alien ant that farm the... started with that michael jackson cover and ended there okay they're still around but didn't they have a bus crash Maybe. I thought there was Who something. has it? Mm. Metallica. Oh, wait, no, sorry. <laughs> well, they we know about that one. They did. Uh, I oh, it was in 2002. Oh. Never mind. They're probably yeah, fine. They're fine. Uh, that's funny that that's what you remember about them. This is the you best so happy. Ant Farm music I ever heard. <laughs> uh, I mentioned this to Sid and Darren, but I want to I tell the story. Uh, I went to a nicer sushi restaurant here in my neighborhood here in north brooklyn and uh it's very nice and uh i sat at the bar at the sushi bar like so you're in front of the chef and i had i i had the uh the omakase which is essentially the tasting menu you essentially allow the sushi chef to present his top catches of the day or whatnot and uh it's it was very fancy but there's like this weird downside that you're that I didn't anticipate, which is like it's the equivalent of going to your Jewish grandmother's house to eat dinner. Like he prepares this amazing piece of sushi and then he hands it right to like he puts it right on your plate like seconds after preparing it. And, you know, you, it's it's a one piece thing. You eat it. And then you kind of have to, like, he's, like, looking at me. <laughs> so you kind of have to react, like, mm, oh, like, like, you gotta put on a show. Like, oh. Yeah, like, you can't just be like, ah, oh, it's kind of rubbery, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, you can. Oh, I, I like what you did there. I like, well, but I don't want to offend him because he's still preparing the next. <laughs> I, wa- I want to encourage him. Oh, so he, he might spit in it? Is that what you're saying? Like, or or like... give me like a not fresh cut or, you know, the, the it, it, he's still, he's still <laughs> yeah, serving Yeah, he might just here. think your palate is fucked up, so what does it matter? 
This is yeah, right exactly, here. exactly. Perfect. Sid Perfect. exactly nailed my my. <laughs> it was a, it did feel like a curb your enthusiasm moment. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just I'm like, oh no, it, it's oh mustard. I like that you put a little mustard Ooh, there. Mustard, wow. <laughs> it was really nice. It's called how much sushi was how much suey. How much the uh, omakase? So there's a you could just have the sushi omakase, which is sixty dollars. Okay. Or you could get the upgrade with a sashimi platter. Oh, which boy. would be eighty dollars. Hold on, how much f- food do you get for sixty dollars? Yeah, how many pieces of sushi for the sixty? This is like a, a team of people that you came in there with, or like what? no, it's uh, it was like I want to say seven or eight pieces of sushi, like okay. roll seven and rolls. No, like a slice of fish over rice, just one oh, a traditional just sushi, one. like so a, seven oh, 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 sliced oh. pieces of one roll. Hmm. Okay. And then you get a hand roll, which is the equivalent of like, you know, a California roll or whatever, but not cut up. It's like served like a burrito to you. It's pretty uh, but it was very it was very filling. Yeah, it's it's pricey. There's it's places in it's, the city where it's like five hundred dollars. Exactly. Like oh. this is actually a very a good deal for, for very high end fish. This is the type of fish. It's It's not like. This isn't the type of fish that you would get at a regular, you know, five dollar mm. roll sushi place. In the sense, it's so much fresher, and it, it, it the quality tier of it. It's like getting, it's like going to a high end steakhouse, the equivalent okay. of it, but going to but the fish version of it. You know, so they're not caught from New York City's uh, sewage ridden uh, oceans, is what you're saying. No, every morning the these fish are flown in from Japan. Flown uh, in, flown in, baby. Fuck. Flown in, daddy. Or shipped in, I guess. I don't know, but I'm assuming it's the cargo comes in by plane. How are they? They're not. I mean, it would ha- I would think it would have to because it, you know there's a time uh, aspect to this. You don't want the fish to, like, yeah. You know, it, it's you know fresh caught fish is the whole point. I would think exactly. That's exactly correct. Yeah, that's the that's the intention of it. Uh, but really, and even like the rice tasted so good. You know, it's just white rice, but like. But they the do. They, they put it. like vinegar in it and stuff. And yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, it, it's very fancy. It was a very fancy thing. And then the highlight, <laughs> the highlight of the night was the diarrhea uh, that you had after. No, no, no. I had, I had a great pass this morning. I have to say. <laughs> also, this was last night that this happened. This was last night. Yeah. You had a great pass at the Buffalo Interchange. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I'm an I'm an old man, so technically it wasn't last night. It was yesterday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> This place is pretty fancy. Like it's hard to get a reservation at prime time, but yeah, I just went at four o'clock when they opened, and we were the only ones there, and it was incredible because the whole restaurant was just serving us essentially. And there were well, then like, of we course were, the chef is just going to stare at your reaction. Yeah. There's nowhere else for him to look. Absolutely true. Because <laughs> I've with this other I've I've been in there. I've been well. Still at the sushi bar, he's still serving you and maybe one other. You know, one or two other things. But at least then he's like on to fixing the next thing instead of just staring at your fucking yeah, face. Yeah, Because he's waiting for you to be done so he can make the next thing for you. That's, he's like that's the, the roving li- lifeguard on the boogie board doing nothing uh, yeah, for exactly. <laughs> Like I've gone there at seven or eight o'clock. At like uh-huh. eight o'clock, it's like a two hour meal. You know, because there's so many other parties and there's only five or six uh, sushi chefs. Uh, here, we were in and out in like 45 minutes because there was no waiting. Uh, and so right before the end of our meal, finally, another party shows up and not just because there's no one else there. Of course I have to look over and they're also coming to sit at the bar. And the first thing I notice is like, 
oh, it's some old man with a younger but mature yeah. uh, Asian of woman. Age. Yeah, and of age, Asian woman, but clearly a generation or two younger than him. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> you know, like, first go that. Then, then, then upon closer inspection, it's not just any old man. Like, this guy was dressed very discreetly. Black, uh, button-down, uh, plain pair of jeans, a hat, like, really... Yeah clearly tucked down i take another look that's not just any old man that's proud brooklyn resident steve buscemi hey (laughs) and i was like it felt like such a a, a, an achievement like i've i've lived in this neighborhood for so long i've never naturally run into Mm -hmm. steve buscemi i know he lives here because i've seen definitely is like a park slope checklist item yeah exactly it's like a pokemon go for old uh, celebrities yeah (laughs) Exactly right. Absolutely that, because he always pops up on like the Halloween uh, roundups of just he, he'll you know do trick or treating. He'll give it, he'll be very giving, so it show, you know shows up on social media. But I've never run into him myself, so it felt very nice. And he clearly did not want to be acknowledged or recognized. So I even had to be like, all right, don't look at him because he because also it's a very small. Right, like we're at the bar together, but he's all the way tucked in the corner and we're mm-hmm. in the center. So it was just like, all right, I'm not going to I don't have to look at him. I've I confirmed it's him. That's all I need. I have I have the mental achievement unlocked game over. Let's see. You met, you met Quentin Tarantino at a comedy club. Uh, I, I sat uh, two two tables away from him. Yeah. I didn't actually we meet did. him. Who was the other guy recently? You sat near somebody and I can't quite remember. De Blasio? No, it was like oh a, well, De Blasio. Like, I see all the time, and to yeah. the point that he's not a celebrity. To me he's anymore. devalued his uh, uh, Pokemon. Yeah, you were behind yeah, exactly. someone, someone who none of us were really a fan of at some show. You were right behind them, and he was with uh, like I, I can't remember what he was doing. He was being obnoxious. You just saw like a mild celebrity. Greg Gutfeld was that it? That yes, was like a few Greg. Years ago, right? Was that we were at some <laughs> Irving Plaza show? I thought it was this year. Wow, I'm all fucked up. Well, not this. Definitely not this. Ah, I vaguely remember the story. Maybe one of our listeners could uh, point it <laughs> out. Uh, Drake or Daddy uh, mentioned of Steve Buscemi that Steve wouldn't give Rob candy when I came to his true? door for Halloween. That Those is true. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I, I had a costume on. See? Animal Blundetto. It's true. The nickname. He's an animal. He wouldn't even give you fucking uh, candy corn. <laughs> Uh, I wonder what they made me think like what was the most obscure thing that someone's like recognized them for? not obscure but like what I mean is you know obviously people are like oh I loved you in Sopranos I love you in this what if they're like oh I love when you played that really creepy dude in that Adam Sandler movie where you played that creepy homeless guy Isn't or, that you almost know, every Adam Sandler movie yes, he's in that's true well I think that's yeah every Adam Sandler movie that he plays some weird creepy dude Bless his heart. I, I bet, like, probably people much younger than us, like in their twenties or so, probably know him from that meme. Uh, how do you do, fellow kids? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because I think that's the most prevalent thing they've seen him in. You know, that's fair. Con Air. I bet he gets so. recognized for that a good amount. Oh yeah. Well, that was creepy. That's his creepiest role, maybe. Of a lot of creepy. That was that was my uh, introduction to him. I remember. Really. Wow. Yeah, I'd never seen him before that. Yeah, mm. Drake or Daddy is right. Reservoir Dogs, that's the one. That's that's the top. Yeah. But yeah, no, but I, I just haven't like I saw that after I saw Connor. 
Remember Boardwalk uh, Empire? He was the star of an HBO show for multiple seasons. Yep. And none like of us even seasons, thought right? of that first or second. It's and kind of also against type for him. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. It was very it was hard good. to get into. Uh, I think fine. I missed the season, but I did watch the, the last It was season. fine. Yeah. The first two seasons were really interesting, and then it kind of... It just felt, you know what it was? It it came out like right, not right after Sopranos, but very close after Sopranos. Yeah, and one and of the producer, just wanted... one of the creators, yeah. I think, was from the Sopranos. Yeah. So everyone just, it was, it just felt like a, almost like a Sopranos spinoff, you know, <laughs> in a way. Because there's yeah. like, there's some cast crossover. But uh, bless the Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Uh, we haven't checked in with uh, Attila recently. Oh, well, I, I can't imagine why. We've been so <laughs> yeah. neglectful of them to do that. Franzilla. You know, with the upcoming election, uh, Franz has figured out a way to get publicity out of it. Which oh, I give thank, him credit thank for. goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah. Worried. Uh, pre- you know, previously we've discussed his career as a uh, career coach. Right, like you could, you could life coach to get his life coach to get life get his number. He also do porn? Was that a thing? He is a he is yeah. a successful OnlyFans model, indeed. Well, do how do we define success here? Yeah, I mean, he gets paid. People What's his subscribe. rank? Can you check like a ranking or something? Do they post that? Uh, they do not post that. I don't think they make that public. Where is he on Alexa? <laughs> oh, right porn. on top of her. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no mention of, of what percentile, but I'm sure I'm sure it's doing all right. Okay. Uh, anyway, so he so he, re- he recently announced that he is in fact entering the race for president of the United States of America. Oh, let's let's watch this video. Oh, there's a campaign video. So venereal yeah, diseases don't disqualify you. We know today is the biggest day of my life. My name is Chris Bromsack, and I am running for President of the United States of America. I am not a politician, but let's face it, the world has never been helped by politicians. The government is corrupt. We don't need any more politicians running the show. We need real people, real critical thinkers. We need a candidate that represents... When I think critical thinkers... Yeah. (laughs) I think the guy with face and neck tattoos. ...the American population. Oh boy. I came yeah. from nothing, and because of the American dream and my God-given talents, I was able to build an empire. I want to make America a better place for Can I ask a question? Pause this. Right. He just popped a can of Modelo. Is that like a stealth-like signal that he's against Bud Light and trans people? Or he oh. just likes Modelo? I thought it was uh, sort of pandering to the Mexican uh, community. I feel like everybody drinks Modelo's now. Right? I, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, Franz is pro-trans. I feel like he understands that he doesn't want to uh, turn away any part of his mar- market share. Okay. You, so he understands it cynically in a marketing yeah. sense, not that he cares about trans people. and, and Right. <laughs> also, Modelo, I'm not even sure it's a Mexican beer. Like it's, it's owned by a, isn't it owned by an American company or am I wrong? Probably. I, I don't know. Founded, in, founded in, Mexico. in Mexico. I no, just no, know no. a lot of Mexicans drink it. That's all I know. I don't know where it comes from. Represent every single person in this beautiful country, and I want to make sure your voice is heard. Yeah. That's why I believe you should vote for me to be president of the United States of America. 
got headphones in. Why does he have his earbuds in? To hear this music. Oh, <laughs> to get him in the mood. Real musician. I love that so David he D. Says, Rain Man is one of the people who like this. Who is? David D. Rain Man. Oh, well. No, come on. Of course. He says he's running with the Libertarian Party. He's not yes. their official candidate, is he? He's just no. Saying. He's not even a. He's just saying that. Like he didn't actually okay. uh, <laughs> do any of the work. Wait, you can just say that. You could just you say you're the They don't like cease and desist you or anything. Well, when you go to the uh, Libertarian Party website and look at uh, the 2024 candidates, there's like. One of thirty people and Chris Franzak. Okay. Not one of them. Anybody notable in that twenty or thirty people? Any familiar names or uh, funny names? The lead uh person with uh, uh almost two hundred grand in uh donations is Lars Damien Mapstead. Ulrich. Yeah. I now know a second Lars. This is great. This isn't the guy who takes his uh, son's blood. No. <laughs> oh, I have an announcement to make. Oh no! <laughs> I, 3D, of RIP Livecasts, will be running as the Democratic candidate for president of the United oh. States. Thank oh. you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. This is all legit. It's been confirmed. This is lot, this is the oh, guy. Look, would you vote for this guy? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, sure. Are you kidding? <laughs> Who does he look like? He looks like someone. He looks like if Penn and Teller had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Obese Tim Robinson. <laughs> he also looks like porn star Evan Stone if he let him. Oh, I see it. Yes. Evan Stone. <laughs> Rob immediately recognizes the male. Is Evan Stone a gay porn star? No. No. He's oh, the he one just... that uh, people said looked like Triple H. Still don't know. It's from the 90s. Look about Wait, wasn't there, What's, is that isn't that Sarah J that looks like Triple H? <laughs> she looks like Joe Campbell. <laughs> unrig the system. What does that even mean? The system uh, is rigged and he's gonna unrig it. What's what's hard to understand, Rob? He's the voice of the people. He looks a little bit like um uh Eric from Tim and Eric, too. I could see that. Like a shade. Yeah, Eric Wareheim. I mean, for all we know, it is that guy. It, this is like a bit. <laughs> yeah. and they're just filming it. They did. Tim Heidecker released a movie a couple years ago where it's like him running for office. Mm. Well, this is to what that website I just saw from five seconds was like too boring to be a bit. So fair. Probably real. But yeah. you no, know, it's real. On, this like, is the GeoCities. And he does have very libertarian things. He's just like uh, just get rid of all the taxes and just have a consumption tax uh no more income tax uh no more statutory rape laws yeah probably ballot reform proportional representation remove the central banks okay Transparent all jews put in internment camps yes not i'm now allowed to actually, murder hookers. he's actually not not bad he's not not bad He's like, I haven't seen anything problematic. Oh, he's a tech entrepreneur. I take it back. <laughs> Does he have any credits? What has he done? Let's see. Farmersonly.com. That was him. Yeah. Spectrum one. <laughs> oh, no. It's a deal breaker. <laughs> he founded he Friends Finder Networks. 
So basically, yeah. farmers only. It yeah. sounds like he he just found a bunch of uh, like funded a bunch of like tech startups that. Uh... Oh, okay. Oh, the boy. Friend Finder Network mm. is it's cams.com uh, <laughs> adult friend finder okay oh <laughs> out personals passion.com so yeah he made his money in porn so in he's porn the guy media. behind sexy singles in your area want to blow you yes and now he wants sexy signals all over the country to get their fair share <laughs> listen i hooked you up with sexy singles in your area now make me your president <laughs> On the libertarian ticket. Maybe he really is Evan Stone. Is it possible? That's Evan Stone's real name? I mean, low bar, but better than Biden or Trump. I will say that. Would you vote for if it was if the vote was between Biden, Trump, and libertarian candidate Chris Franzak? Oh, I would, yeah. would continue would my you? current plan of abstaining from presidential voting. Okay. As they have to cross certain threshold that he does not but let's say of those if i had to rank those three he would be number one but i still wouldn't vote for him he doesn't reach my minimal threshold of uh, usefulness i see there's also a guy named michael matt pick one first name please yeah you're not trustworthy when you have two which i guess makes him a perfect politician uh, look at this guy's website. Oh, what is that shirt? Sure. What does he work for? A moving company? He works at Ch- Chick Fil A or something. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, like why did he? Why does he need this middle name, Mike Termat? Termat? Like Mike termite? Term- what? This is very <laughs> strange. Sh- I can't even get past the name before I look at the website. And what ticket is he on now? What party? Is Libertarian. He this is the He's- second person in the Libertarian. Fucking party. people! The person- they're running for president. <laughs> there's like tw- one there's like twenty. Wait, scroll back up. What was that on his hat? Austrian oh. economist. Not getting so my not vote right here? there. He's the most credible campaign in the Libertarian Party. I will, let's see what are, what are some of his issues. It just says his grandfather started World War One. That's all that. <laughs> Immigration. I guess he's anti. Okay. He visited the border. All right. Poverty, crime, segregation, fear, politics. These things are good. <laughs> Fellow libertarians, let's never forget it. <laughs> Medical freedom and the Fed. Everyone's about ending the Fed. I'm for that. I mean, I guess it's libertarian. I don't know if this jerk off is going to actually do it, but I, I mean, I'm for that in principle. So no, wait. You didn't scroll that... down. The next section was uh, taking the blood from your grandson and uh, making yeah. yourself young. Again. Oh yeah. <laughs> the thing about Chris Franzat, well, it's funny because you know he got a bunch of headlines out. He got a bunch of posts, uh-huh. but he never, uh, never actually addressed what his issues are. You know, he never said like, "Well, I he's want... going to be the voice for us, so it's whatever our issues are." Sure. He doesn't hmm. have issues. He's he just the vessel. Any. Oh, he's got issues. That's <laughs> <laughs> not mine. He needs more face to put ink on. That's yeah. his biggest issue. And his <laughs> dick is probably too big. It's very hard for him. He has a very him. average dick. Oh. Okay. It's, it's Does that like... make him more electable or less electable, Rob, would you say? I would say more because he's not intimidating. 
Okay, fair. Rob, you're but, not going to get with him by negging him, okay? Please stop. Uh, he's not my type. He's too, uh, too fair-skinned. Fair. And the tattoos are a bit Rob much. tried it during Summer Slaughter uh, 2014, and it didn't work. I've out. interviewed him. I've interviewed yeah. him. We, we've been in the same room. There was no kismet, <laughs> that kismet there in the air. No, I will say he's he's money, he's very charming. I I was uh, I, can see I was that. like, yeah, I could see why how he's able to build an audience, but uh, not for me. Uh, oh. There was a follow up. He's released some campaign merch. Shocking! Oh, Thank good. Shocking. Looks like electricity, so it's kind of shocking. <laughs> Make America mosh again. I, that's overdone. Uh, you got to do something. Yeah. Else. Well, exactly. that's, that's such a. I like Mama more than Maga. It's true. It's fun. I mean, do you I, think? Do you think he has yet discovered that that says "mama"? Like it's like a fifty-fifty. Probably not. <laughs> no, I he mean, did. If look, you look right, at right it, here. you don't know what the fuck it says. Oh, oh, right here. Oh, oh, all right. right. Got it. Good. Very okay. good. Fair enough. Smarter than that I might think. win me over. The the hashtag "mama" might win me over. Now, no, it's weird I'm that he's Chris a dude. And- What? What's that? His tattoo makes it look like he's got a yarmulke on. It does. It does. I'm running for president of the United States of America. I'm running as a libertarian because I don't believe that the two-party system best represents most people. Oh. I love my country. This country allowed me to come up from nothing and build an empire. The government is corrupt and evil and gets in the way of good people. What's that tattoo under his eye? Something fast? Oh, manifest, yes. Oh, I thought he like had a paid uh, you know. It says not fest, yeah. Is he going to be on the next uh, Canitro episode? <laughs> he keeps turning down our invitation. Oh, bastard. Oh, that's a shame. And building their own empires. I am not an anarchist, and my campaign is not a purity test. I am. What? Who said well, Yeah, nothing about you is a purity test. Uh, yeah, you, anyone you know immediately fails a purity You're test. You're fucking 98% fentanyl. How could you <laughs> couldn't pass any purity <laughs> test? Get the, fuck out of here. the other 2% is crabs from the <laughs> <laughs> Crabs that have overdosed on the fentanyl. It's just two dead crabs and then 98% fentanyl. These crabs just keep falling out of my beard and my crotch. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I am running because America deserves a candidate that fights for their personal freedoms. I don't care if you hate me. If you don't like me, don't vote for me. I'm here to help people and make this country a better place. Oh, okay. Great message. Talk shit all you want. You can't shut me down. Hate My it. announcement video got over a million views in less than 24 hours. Okay. And that tells me that America is ready for someone like me, a non-politician, to take the lead and fix this mess of a country. I'm here to spark a revolution. I'm here to start a fire. Make America mosh again. Uh, Mr. Fronzak, Mr. Fronzak, uh, what are your views on the Israel-Palestine conflict? Hey, don't Mr. be Fronzak. don't be such a hater. My video got a million views when well, I announced. I mean, clearly, if David D. Rainman likes him, then he's got the right views, right? You're right. He's Rainman obviously does his research. Country. He may just not have declared his views yet, and Rainman is going in uh, optimistically. Maybe he'll have Rainman as his VP to handle all the uh, foreign affairs stuff. Hey, yo, haters, I have just announced that my ambassador to Israel is going to be none other than David D. Drayman. <laughs> Quick man cometh. Ronnie Radke as Secretary of State. There you go. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I'll say one he thing. Also- he has a great...
great campaign song. Hey, the <laughs> let me tell you a little bit by Spectrum One. He does have one issue that he's willing to discuss. If you vote for me as our next president, I promise to bring back Vans <laughs> Warped Tour. And the reason I say this is because mental health is a major part of our society and we need to prioritize it. And from someone who grew up going to Warped Tour, that great greatly he turned helped out. my mental health. <laughs> yeah. So I will allocate budget and funding to make sure that Warped Tour is every single year, every single city in the U.S. Every city in the U.S. God damn. Even population 112. You're gonna get, get ready, Guillermo. We're <laughs> coming to Nebraska finally. Finally, with deicide on it. <laughs> I, I I give him so much. Why not? Hey, if politicians could say all this bullshit and, and not get called on it, called out on it. Yeah. Why not, Chris Franzak? I just want to. I see support. The, I support him. Like the, the, the public access TV, local chamber of commerce TV, uh, like uh, sessions <laughs> where these guys have to figure out how to host Warp Tour in their little town with three farms in it. And they just start screaming and yelling at each other and fucking curse <laughs> this president, Franzak. Uh, yeah, like I definitely want him to be in the libertarian debate, at least. Like if yes. he does that. That'd be so amazing. I have this clip here, this legendary classic clip from, uh, I believe, oh, yeah. uh, I for the 2020, 2020 election, maybe. But let's see. That's let's Matt Hardy, this. former professional wrestler. Peterson. I have a Peter feeling North. I know how this answer is going. To <laughs> oh, Larry Elder, right? Isn't, isn't he Should like a Republican? He was like California up. governor candidate or something. There you go. That's Larry Elder. You got it. How this answer is going to be. Should someone have to have a government-issued license to drive a car? Hell no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hell no. Not even, let's not even think about it. Kids don't have licenses to drive big Dr. wheels, do they? <laughs> Shouldn't we be all more like our kids? <laughs> I just saw Larry Elder interviewed by Charlemagne, I think. Uh, oh, amazing. I, he, I, watch he, I somehow like i mean it's very hard to have larry elder win an argument he, he won because oh. like uh like charlemagne said something about him like being too into the like white community or something he's not in touch with the black community he's like you just let joe biden come on your show and tell you you're not black and you didn't even say anything so you're gonna like talk shit oh, about oh. me what was charlamagne's <laughs> comeback to that no he kind of just sat there he kind of just ate it he ate the wow basically i don't know he might have said something but i remember him sitting there stunned like yeah now that's surprising yeah i feel like charlamagne's usually prepared for these kind of things like he did get that one thing with Kamala Harris, although that was really more her fault, where she she had to like walk out of the room and her aide had to be like, "Uh, this is yeah, over." Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, she's uh, she has to have lines fed to her. She just kind of, you know, goes into spontaneous well, combustion. Let's just uh just, just get to the gag right, of this. Right. The gag of this debate. The government is going to gag to drive a car. Hell no! <laughs> Hell no! We got pull that clip. So defiant. Dr. Feldman. A car is like a imagine, gun or anything else. Is, is that it right and <laughs> Imagine, it's imagine if, should, if this should guy children, for president. Should children, uh, should people need a license to drive a car? Well, Mr. <laughs> Cotter. <laughs> or it's this, like you know, no, rock, this, maybe. This it's is, like no, this is Professor, 
Professor Fringe from The Simpsons. I am glad to the side of the building. <laughs> He's just an anesthesiologist. That's enough to run for president. <laughs> like a gun or anything else. As long as you're using it right and not using it to hurt other people, you should have a right to use it. Oh, License honor system. Permit is just another way to get some money and inconvenience to people. Oh no! Uh, so we also mentioned a, Tim Robinson. This guy's like kind of old, Tim Robinson. Yeah, it's so funny how his was like a more intellectual version of hell. No, yeah, hell <laughs> he said no. the same exact thing, just a little more intellectually. So that was his angry. I don't hell think licenses no. are required. Hell. Bunch of fucking clowns in costume. I don't think licenses are required. However, if you are. Uh, under 16, and your parents say you can drive. And Give me oh, a number. Is John McAfee? Oh, I didn't realize. Flashing pink light on the roof at least. <laughs> this so guy's just calling out, out to all the 16-year-olds in the audience. The most. Wait, did you hear what his answer was? If you're if you're underage, you got to put just a pink light on your car so people oh. know to get out of the way. Or oh. that's so literally what you're supposed to get in the car. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone those, booed him off the stage talking. because he's suggesting regulation. Yeah, exactly. People. He's just pink in the pocket of big pink light. Fuck you! You suck. The fuck out of here. <laughs> but that at the most. At the tyranny. most. Mr. Tyranny. Tyranny. The requires licenses for to- for far- Oh, this guy had the best answer for sure. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> this is the government requires licenses for to- for far too many things. The government requires licenses for people to broadcast radio. The government requires licenses to get married. They require a license to drive. What's next? Requiring a license to make toast in your own damn toaster? Yeah! Absolutely not. Tyranny! (laughs) You know, I feel like it's weird that, like, Republicans have all of these conspiracies about lizard people and alien people, (laughs) and they look like this. Like, look at this guy. This guy is an This is not a human. The government requires me to book time for a runway at the airport to take off with my giant Dumbo ears. (laughs) There we go. Here we go. The best part. Governor? I think government has a basic responsibility to protect us against individuals, groups, corporations, foreign governments that would do us harm. In that context, a license to drive? You know, I'd like to see some competency exhibited by people before they drive. (laughs) (laughs) And yet he is the one who wants nomination, right? So in the end. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. As governor of New Mexico, I vetoed a whole lot of bills. I vetoed the haircutting license. I vetoed all sorts of licensing, but... License to drive? I mean, you could, uh, arguably, you could have an insurance requirement, I guess, that then the insurance company would determine. Is Gary Johnson an energy vampire? He sounds (laughs) a lot like Colin Robinson. He needs some. I never made that connection before. Imagine, imagine Franzek on the on the on the stage with these guys. It would be amazing. I really hope these nuts. He's smart enough. (laughs) He he would he'd pick up on the vibe there. He'd be like, "Yo, fuck, fuck driver's licenses." 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope that his manager, one of his, obviously he's not going to do it. He's too late. He's too busy drinking and whatever he does. Hope one of his people registers him for the Libertarian Party because I think he can get it up. And here's the thing I was thinking about. You know how with, for example, uh, Cornell West or or Marianne uh, Wilson? Yeah. Williamson. What was her name? Williamson. Thank you. It's still Marianne Williamson. Uh, they're like, oh, if, if they run, if they're just taking away votes from Joe Biden. Which you know, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. But, but just assuming that train of thought, which party would Chris Frontzak be? Like, would those people be more likely to vote for Trump, or would they be more likely to vote for Biden? The only uh, fans, Attila fans, the only <laughs> fans. Part. I think like, I the think people I, that otherwise would not be voting. Exactly. So, like in a way, whatever. this is a mitzvah. He's getting new uh, people to register to vote for the first time ever. That's that's how I feel about like I feel if anybody's actually voting for Cornell West, I don't think they would have showed up to vote otherwise. <laughs> you know, these people are not voting. They're 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 not on the fence about Biden. They the hate majority. Biden. The majority. Yes. They hate both yeah. Biden and Trump, I would say. Yes, yes. But I but you know, there there's this there's this narrative happening that that you know he's trying to siphon away votes from Biden, which is no, he's trying to establish we need a third party. The duopoly I haven't even heard him mentioned in like since the last time we talked about him on yeah. here. Has there been oh, really? any airtime? It's all on the internet. They don't give him any airtime on any mainstream outlet anywhere. But I think the good the important thing to do when you're running as a third party in a like any kind of sane system is you would take a few votes away from each guy and you'd get enough leverage where you can go, Hey, asshole, do this thing. And, uh, or, you know, you're just not going to get the votes that are promised to me. And then if you do these things, I will endorse you, but that just never happens because these guys are so dedicated to being treacherous, evil scumbags that you can't, that leverage thing doesn't work. Like there's no nothing compelling Joe Biden to or Trump to actually do that. They just do whatever the fuck they want. So these third party runs are largely meaningless. The point is not to win. The point is to like scare them and get like 10 percent. And then they sort of bend to your will, you know. But in theory, in yeah. theory, in theory. That, yeah, right, right, right. That Bernie would be could great, have done but it. I feel like uh, in recent history, he's the only one that could have pulled that off. If he had but he tried. gave yeah, up. But, yeah, 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 I'm saying. But if he had, it would have yeah. worked. Even though he registered as a Demo uh, as an independent for a long time, I feel like he always had a loyalty to the Democratic Party. Oh, yeah. 100 percent. Yeah. Well, like he has. I, I admire his career. I think he's a great person and a man, and I think his intentions are good. I mean, he has internalized this belief that uh, the best way to do good for the most people is to tap dance for like Democrats and get the most crumbs you can that never show up and keep doing that forever. That's what he believes. I don't think he's insincere. I don't think he's corrupt. I don't think he's like, you know, in, like lying, but I think. He thinks doing their bidding is the only way he's going to get anything incremental progress done. I think it's just completely wrong. But I still respect the shit out of him. I would vote for him if he ran, but I would not donate a dime to him because I think it's a useless waste of time. I vote for him out of respect. Would you donate to Cornell West's campaign? No, because I don't think, first of all, I don't, I, I already think he's going the wrong direction with it. Like, I just mm -hmm. saw him on some interview. I can't remember where I saw it, but he was just basically like, listen, I love Joe Biden. Joe Biden's great. He's fantastic. But here's what I would do slightly differently. Like, that's not, 
the point of a third party campaign. Like, even if you somehow really believe that, which I doubt, like, that's not going to do anything. But also, like, to brand yourself as, like, I have no chance of winning and I'm only slightly different than the guy, then why do you exist? Like, that, who, well, yeah. what's yeah. the point? You Get have to here. be, like, It'd I get be very different. The, the, the well, one that I think is the best running the best campaign actually is Marianne Williamson, although you'd never see it because like every outlet is branding her as a kook. Uh, but I think she's she has the best rhetoric of anybody. I don't agree with every single one of her politics, but she's basically says every time she's in front like? of a camera, she said just broadly speaking. Not on any policy. Just she's abroad, it. you have to say it that way? Come on. I did not. I, how dare you? No, she said every time she has an opportunity to be in front of a camera somewhere, she says Joe Biden is a huge problem. And here's why. The world is ending and he's furthering it in this way and that way and global warming and the Ukraine crisis and all this. stuff. She has a bullet point list of why Joe Biden sucks she frames it politely. She's a nice, you know, uh, older woman. She's very stately. But she says, with with no uncertain terms, Joe Biden is a huge problem. He has to be removed from office. He cannot get a mm-hmm. second term. And that's what you have to do. Well, I, well, doesn't RFK say that, too, though? I mean, he does. I, his, I, I, he I says it in his voice. So yeah, no, I'd rather hear it in Marianne Williamson's voice, please. But I, I put him a notch lower than her because he has so many odious, like, positions. Like, yeah. About, you know, a... a Especially about Israel. Like, that's my number one sticking point why I can't get behind him. He's yeah, he so really, powerful. really, like, not, I'm not going to say he ever really had me, but there was a moment where I was like, oh, I'll hear you out. But yeah, then I he, did start hearing him out, and yeah. I was like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not listening. Sorry, he buddy. He has a bunch of sensible things that he says that I agree with, but that Israel is too, it's too much of a bridge to cross. I will never support I would say we agree on some problems, but very few solutions that I agree with uh, of his uh, that uh, which made me just kind of check out. But it's ultimately I've never been as disinterested <laughs> in an upcoming election. It's just uh, feel, as, I'm nihilistic about it. I, the, yeah. the, I will always defend like voting down the ballot, local elections, judges, you know, ballot initiative. Yeah, I'm going to vote stuff like that. There's just no point to voting for the federal election. I just don't care. I don't. I don't think either anything's going to change fundamentally with either either person who's likely to win. And none of the I people just running third party. I just do third party. Hopefully, one of these days, one of I feel like this is the election with the best chance for the third party to get at least five percent to start. Right. Well, they get a lot of they get on the ballot nationwide. Funding. I think. I think one percent. I believe. Bad in, no, I think it's five percent. If they get five percent, they get funding and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One percent is to get on the ballot. Five okay. percent is to get the funding. Ten percent you get. Hey, did I say on the ballot? I'm sorry. I meant funding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What's ten percent so, again? Uh, debates. You get in the okay. debates. How is it that with two party control of everything? forever they haven't changed that law because they they want i think they want the appearance like the illusion of a possibility of a third party and they know whenever anybody gets even close to five percent they just fucking piss and shit on them and like make them look like insane idiots yeah so they know it's never gonna happen but i think really ultimately it's about the electoral college regardless you know like that's that's the thing that needs changing right i feel one of many (laughs) I'm over the Senate. I'm done with it. 
it's we useless to me. We don't need a Senate. We can just have a cut it. That that would be my Libertarian Party position. Get rid of the Senate. Um. Uh, uh f- tiered flat tax. I would do. I would do a low it's tier not under. Flat if it's tiered though. Is it? I know, but it's a good branding, don't you think? No. <laughs> You get all the people who like say, the flat tax while offering them the opposite. <laughs> yeah, if you're under, it would be simple. If you're under five million, you get this tax. If you're above five million, you get a higher tax. That's five million, two tier, a two tier, two tier thing. Two tiers in a bucket. Yeah, what's five million? What, what could you do with five million? I could do a few. Let, things. Him, let, let him live a little. I can get all the omakase I want, motherfucker. I was gonna say, have some ikura. <laughs> fly in my own fish from Japan. Get some lifeguards at these fucking beaches. Uh-huh. <laughs> Build my own beach. Yeah. That's the two yeah. tiers. If you're beach. a lifeguard or if you're not a lifeguard. <laughs> Have you seen some of the life at these beaches? It's Brighton Beach. Come on. Don't need I, to be I would make I would make virtually all recreational drugs legal. And I would start mm. government programs where the government exclusively would distribute them. So they would be all and and then and then the tax would pay but for. But how do you control that? Programs. There's always going to be other people making and distributing that shit. So you're still criminalizing the drug trade. I Hell would, no. I would, no, but <laughs> if if the if 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 the government starts doing it, the prices would drop. So would it they? would be less. There would be less incentive. Yeah, absolutely. Anywhere uh, that there's legal weed, the prices of weed. I thought plummet. the weed's more expensive when it's legal, because there's taxing and all sorts of stuff going on. It, no. it go, the prices go down because of the competition. Well, you know no, what you the, do? Be the like medical. I, I I have a card. The medical weed I get is far cheaper than any non-medical that I get. We need the government to negotiate uh, with the drug companies so <laughs> yes. that uh, we can distribute. We weed. need the government to control to to negotiate with the Colombian cartels only the <laughs> yeah. finest cocaine, and that way we don't have to worry about fentanyl being laced in the cocaine. And we'll think about how many deaths. Uh, have been prevented because but then the fentanyl lobby the is going to try to shut that down. Mm-hmm. Get rid of lobbies. Lobbyists oh, are well, illegal. That's, sure, that's, that's another one of my. That's another one of my. Building then, if there was no lobby, <laughs> fire, more fire escapes. Just climb into apartment directly. Uh, I was just testing you. I knew that. <laughs> Personal jetpacks. That's how you get up. Ooh. Personal jetpack for every American. Out there, the one percent is denying all the people the jetpacks that they deserve. Well, here's the question: Then, do we have jetpack licenses? <laughs> Hell no! no. <laughs> the government requires you to sign up to use a jetpack. <laughs> requ- I don't need a jetpack. I don't require one because my ears allow me to take off in flight. <laughs> I just flap them and go. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, also, uh, reduce the military budget to maybe 10% of its budget and put all of that 90% into infrastructure and expanding uh, Medicaid, Medicare, and uh, services for the poor. I will vote for you. But I you would be assassinated. Question. I would be, right? Yeah. 100% yeah. you would be assassinated. I, if, if they thought you, got, you had any chance of winning. If you got to 5%, I was yeah. just going to say, yes. Once you pass 5%, <laughs> they're going to RFK you. Like, uh, imagine if there was an actor or something that was a socialist that got famous enough to really build enough of a fan base online to really start perpetuating these kind of viewpoints. I guess, yeah, he's he, and, and he's immediately not knocked, but also he's kind of a lib. Yeah, 
but he's Elizabeth Warren's lane, I think. He's a little bit left of the main segment of libs, but he's still a lib. It was him or Susan Sarandon I was going to go with, and I feel oh. like she's too. Old oh no, I like Susan Sarandon. She's great. She's great. I know, but I'm saying of like the celebrities that would fall hmm. into that category, that's who I was between when I. Oh yeah, yeah. Name. Like she doesn't have the energy to run. Not to not to age shame. Carrie and I Ron guess she's still younger than fucking Biden. Mammoth yeah. cans. <laughs> Bless her heart. Sir, before I get cast my vote for you, I need to know what is your stance on funding the warp tour in every city in the United States. <laughs> that would be a great debate question. Mr. Biden, Mr. Trump, who can uh, name the most warp tour bands? Please go uh, ahead. We each have a minute. Uh, 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 four seasons. Uh. <laughs> oh my God. Also, I want to mention the reason the warp tour went away was not because it wasn't getting attended. It was it went away because there was endless amounts of sexual assault allegations. I approve. Uh, with, <laughs> with like all these bands coercing these underage girls uh, to have sex with them in their vans or whatever. But that was probably like twenty years worth of that. What why what finally was the tip? It started point? really uh I believe the band was Icy Stuff. I forget I you know this is a little out of my lane because well, we know it was probably war. also anti flag, but I guess they weren't caught yeah. up in that initial wave. I think it was Icy Stars was the first band that kind of no got called out on it. Uh, I don't know. It was a little out of my lane, and it was so disgusting that I tried not to pay attention to it. But so not I at all surprising. Really I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Absolutely. Entire brand was that. But also, if you just think about it, it fe- you know, for a band, it feels like you're in summer camp. You're going to be out of the city in about 12 hours, so there's no trace of you left. What you you feel like laws don't apply to you. And I'm sure part of it also was if I don't ask her her age, then she's over 18. As long as I don't know that she's 14 years old. Boy, that's bad advice. Of course it is. But that's, I'm <laughs> we sure we wouldn't that's suggest a lot of it. Yes. As long as I don't uh, know for a fact that I'm committing a crime, then I'll be gone before yeah, anything I'm, happens. So I'm whatever. sure the law doesn't see it that way. <laughs> Absolutely does not see it that but way. But yeah, most but. of these guys got away with it. Only, uh, what's his face, uh, Ian Watkins, because he went too young. Yeah, it's like there's no way you could tell a cop you thought that baby was over 18. <laughs> oh, I might. You see that diaper she was wearing? <laughs> I thought it was depends. I thought there was an old lady. <laughs> oh, you got an old lady fetish. Okay, no problem. Misunderstanding. <laughs> he thought it was Dr. Ruth. Uh, let's check in with our good pal Dave Mustaine. Oh boy! Uh, you know this headline. It really kind of made me sympathize with him, just the, the tiniest bit. Oh no! Uh, the headline is Dave Mustaine. I don't really talk about my time with Metallica. <laughs> now, excuse <laughs> me. Eighty percent of the show is talking about him talking about his time. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, we—if you edit out. All the times that we've talked about Dave Mustaine talking about Metallica, I think you could cut down like two to 400 episodes of our 737 episode run, if not more. Uh, and but here's how he here's how he frames it. He was asked in Germany uh, by uh, a German interviewer at Rock and Ten Antenna uh, if he ever gets sick of constantly having to ask questions, answer questions about his former bandmates in Metallica, I want to first give credit to this interviewer because this is the best way to frame this question 
when you say like, oh, isn't it annoying to have to deal with people asking you about this thing that I'm very clearly asking you about? Right. Perfect way to frame that question. You have disguised it and couched it in a language that he speaks in his own mind that uh, I that he is not at fault for anything ever. Yes, exactly. That's another thing. It, 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 It pushes away blame not only from yourself, but from the person who you're interviewing. Because it's your, it's more like, aren't you sick of these critics being jerks, kind of thing? Uh, so, what was his response? Well, I don't really talk about my time with Metallica. I don't bring it up. So, if someone brings it up, I'll answer the question. See, he doesn't bring it up, but yeah, someone so asks him. He can't, he can't ignore them. He can't avoid them. That's rude. <laughs> but I usually don't bother doing that, because I think, in a way. That kind of gives the impression that I need to talk about them in order for me to feel good about myself. And I don't. <laughs> I don't. Wait, he doesn't feel good about himself? Or he doesn't <laughs> I don't. You decide. I feel good. He said I don't twice. And I don't. I don't. That's in the text. Uh, I feel good about who I am just because I feel good about who I am. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with bands that I've played in in the past. Bands? Is there more than one? Well, yeah, keep going. And if it was, oh, there we go. <laughs> I would say of the three bands that I was in that I enjoyed Panic and Megadeth more than I did Metallica because we did argue a lot. Interesting that <laughs> Panic goes before Megadeth. So it's funny that he goes, I don't really talk. Oh, I don't really talk about my time. I thought he was going to say, I don't really think about my time. Yeah, he's thought about it enough that he could say that his time in Panic was better than his time in Metallica. Mustaine continued, I loved playing with those guys, but it was meant for a season. What is that? No, no, it wasn't. They went on for 40 years. You were meant for a season. Well, no, his his playing with them was meant for a season is what he said. But. Well, no, but that's not true. He just fucked it up. It was a season because you got wasted all the time and belligerent. Was that one of the 72 seasons? Which one? <laughs> Too many of them. Is that why he said that? <laughs> so even in that answer, he's referencing Metallica underhandedly. It's just like when Rob's nips get all hard and the season <laughs> of, snow, of uh, surfing ends. <laughs> Crawfish are all lumping up inside his trunks. Uh, and I look back on that time with a lot of fondness. I used to not because I was still hurt from losing my job. But now <laughs> I know, basically, that things happen for a reason, no matter what they are. And whether I was still in that group or not, that was out of my hands. And once I accept those things, acceptance is the key to all of my problems today. If you see two sets of footprints on the beach. Oh, what? No, I just added that. <laughs> I totally would have believed that you went there. <laughs> that was where Jesus Christ carried me. No, uh, that was where I was carrying all of the rest of Megadeth. Yeah, that's how you would disturb That's always. Uh, yeah. Jesus wanted to sound more like Dishwala. <laughs> we had to kick him out. If there's something happening in my life and I can't change it. Another one. Know the things you can change. And Oh, my God. This is just Platitude City. 
And I spend my time wasting energy and effort to try and change something that I cannot change. Man, you're going to go nuts. (laughs) (laughs) And I went nuts. So I've chosen to find the happier things in life. He just means like I'm rich, so this doesn't really bother me as much anymore. But it still does kind of bother me. (laughs) I went nuts. (laughs) <laughs> What'd you do after licking the, the, the dick? I went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's my kind of guy. Yeah. Full effort. Yeah. Oh, there's another quote here. Is this are we oh. interested in this one? Yeah, let's go. Let's see. Uh this past June, Mustaine brought up his t- brought up his time with Metallica when he very nice well, uh, reporting there. I do want to uh, I want to give so much credit to Blabbermouth as well because uh, first of all, if there's one person who likes Randy about Davis saying more than me, it's Blabbermouth. And look at this image collage that he picked where it's like Davis stayed straight faced and this James Headfield reaction like, is like, yeah. Really? Like we're, we're supposed to believe you? Again, <laughs> we're supposed oh, to it's believe- like again we're doing this. That's like so <laughs> yeah. tired. Uh- <laughs> so yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, Mustaine brought up his time with Metallica when he was asked by Liz Barnes of Planet Rocks, uh, My Planet Rocks, about the 40th anniversary of Megadeth. He said, I think we lasted this long by just trying to be the best that we can be. And we've had adversity against us since the beginning because of Metallica. The funny thing about it is that we're friends now. But I don't know. I might be a one-sided <laughs> one-way street. Yeah, are we? Yeah, look at James's face. That's the answer to that yeah. question. But what happened happened, and it's in public belief that there's some kind of beef between us. Really uh, wh- where did this public belief come yeah. from? I just can't imagine. Uh, <laughs> could it be that you aren't allowing them uh, to release one of their demos because you don't agree with the songwriting credits? That could could be it. Not, you can't release your demo. Kirk Hammett's not really a good guitar player. I don't talk about Metallica ever. <laughs> You're really good friends. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, whole, a whole thing here. Holy shit. As much as back in the day we talked about it from a negative point of view, I prefer to talk about it from a positive place now. A place of forgiveness and of healing. Those guys went through a lot of stuff themselves, and I did too. It's very documented about all this and getting professional help. So that's something I think is really wonderful. Okay, now it's just him gushing here. Oh, he got. Oh, there's one more thing I have to read here. You got two of the biggest bands in metal that started from the same place, had their growing pains, came to the realization. That it was just a bunch of hard feelings and a bunch of hurt people and hurt people oh. hurt people. <laughs> yeah. oh, big pop, God. big pop, big pop for that one. Love the hurt platitude. people hurt dogs. Bless you. All right. Well, that was a nice check in with our boy, Dave. I don't talk about Metallica well. at all. I know I haven't heard their new album, but I think it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
let's see here. Well, let's we do our Spotify email? picks. Oh, we did get an email. Let's read the email before the Spotify picks. Uh, the email is from our longtime listener, Jeremy. Oh. Uh, I asked. I believe I asked for some uh, memories of me for my birthday. Uh, you could, of course, if you have some memories, RIPLivecast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Fucking typically read the, the email. It could be memories of any of us. Darren's birthday's coming up. We all have birthdays. Yeah. My birthday's fairly far so, away. Let's not rush it, bro. I'm the next one, but come on. Okay, that's fair. Uh, We got got Jeremy. He said the subject is Rabba Memories. He says, one that came to mind immediately during your Brendan Small interview, and he mentioned his wife. Uh, Rabba just threw in my wife. It was quiet for a second, and he completely no-sold it and continued what he was saying, which I found hilarious. (laughs) I don't, I don't, remember, I don't remember this. Was this on the show, <laughs> on the live cast? Yeah, I think so. My own heart. Speaking of birthdays, what is the best or most memorable gift the cast has ever received over the years? Hope all is well. Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. Uh, as he was, as I was reading this, the first thing that came to mind is uh, a, a long time ago. Darren, you, Darren has got me some killer birthday gifts. He got me a very cool uh soviet union hockey jersey that i wore for many years and that i I wore as a metal misha i think i have it i have it like up here somewhere i have to fish it out for the winter uh although i guess it's a little little less appropriate to wear nowadays oh no actually it's more appropriate you just need to like an i stand with ukraine patch somewhere on there so people know yeah uh and uh but the most memorable one is you got me a hookah that was like a plaster devil mm. and the hookah had like four uh, uh pipe uh, not but like four uh, thingies wires you know like the the smoky things yeah <laughs> uh so oh, it's like a, a a group session hookah which was really cool like four people could smoke out of this thing at once wow that's very cool did you ever smoke together yeah oh we did it we no, use it all the time down. i would yeah we definitely yeah. smoked together i don't know if uh, in that hookah I don't know if we used yeah. that, but I was definitely uh, I was definitely still smoking at the time I gave it. Mm. Okay. Yeah, we had many fun high sessions before Darren. Oh my god, we had a lot sober. of the groups, <laughs> the butterfly session. And yeah, that that was what popped to mind. And that one where the the girl I was dating just randomly got topless and like laid down on the person's coffee table and like what? Uh, rolled around. I had no. I was on the second date. We were. She. I took her to WBCR like to sit in on the show. And uh-huh. We just got. That's high. right. And so it's 1 a.m. It's 1 a.m. And then uh, our friend, who you know, said, we'll, t- we'll tell you who it is after the show, is like, I actually don't live too far from here. We could just hop on the bus. And it's like, it was like a 15-minute bus ride or whatever. So it's now 1.30 a.m. And we're uh, smoking a joint. And in the middle of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like in the middle of the session, I just remember she just, she just got naked. Not unprompted. Like no one was telling her to take your top yeah. off. Right? Just... And like, look wow. at me. She just rolled. She got on the the friend's coffee table. Like we're in the living room. She just laid like flat on the coffee table with her shirt off and just kind of just started rolling around. And it was like a strip strip show. Strip so show. you say this was your second date with her? Something like that. How yeah. many more after this? Yeah. Event? What was the third date? I <laughs> I think I believe that was in the summer, Rob. If I, at the beginning of the summer, like June ish. I, I like feel that. vaguely like yeah, like I remember being in light clothing. Yeah. I don't remember. And I, yeah. Yeah, and I remember da- I dated that girl o- across one whole summer. 
So like probably two or three months after that. But she was just fun. I wasn't like trying to get married or anything. She was a lot clearly of fun. she was fun. She was very also very smart. I remember her fondly. She was like a Oh yeah, actually I remember now that I think about it, we hung out a lot. Uh yeah. that summer, I guess. Yeah, there was a bunch but of But only one there. topless incident. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> I, had, I had no qualms about it. That did not bother me. Any woman I was dating to this day, I would say, if she's uh if she's comfortable with, of course, her space and rights are first. If she's comfortable with it. She can be topless in front of either of you two or any of my yeah. friends. I Only not, your friends, though. Strangers well, too far. I think it would be weird in certain situations, but I love the two of you enough that I would oh, not okay. feel it was uh, inappropriate. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, that did that 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 incident didn't bother. It was odd, I would say. It's that was I couldn't yeah, parse what was happening, but it was not like <laughs> a judgmental thing at all. Uh, do, the do guy, you, by you, the way, the guy who you didn't mention, who you're going to tell Sid who it is later, was like perplexed. Like his his face was apoplectic. I would say he's like, "What is happening in my house now?" <laughs> he he looked yeah. like he thought an orgy was about to happen. Well, well, because it wasn't like his, his house. He lived with his parents. Like, yes. was he afraid? Yes. Oh, was like is that true? Because I didn't see yes. any hint of any parents there. They, they weren't there, but this was not his own private apartment. Why weren't they there at one thirty in the morning? I, I don't. Maybe they were on a trip or something. That's a good question. Or maybe they were there. They were just sleeping. Because oh my god, then, yeah, that's. Loud, uh... But then why? Yeah, like why is he inviting us over to smoke pot? Yeah, that's weird. Right. I don't know. It, this it's too it's too I long to remember himself. this specific. No, he definitely call him up. Is he still alive to call up? He's he was alive. on this show once. What didn't he call in once? I don't think so. I thought he called the very early years. He did a bit with like he called in and said something funny or something. Ah, maybe I'm wrong. I think so though. I don't even yeah, know who you're talking about, him. so I can't weigh in on that. Oh, yeah, we'll talk. Oh, Rob, just, put it in the private I chat. Just put, put it in the, the private chat. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, uh, let's oh. our spot. So, uh, do, uh, do you guys have any memorable gifts before we move on to our Spotify picks? Darren got me a Mets jersey once. That was pretty cool. Oh. Darren's I a got, good gift giver. I have to say, like, uh, my ex-wife was just a marvel of of giving gifts. And you guys have given me some awesome gifts and stuff. But, like, she, she took me to Vegas. Like, she would just take, like, you know. I mean, she's, we went to Vegas, and she... Um, she organized this whole thing like she got balloons into the hotel room she got a, exactly the kind of cake that i like she went to this whole thing she found a place in vegas that makes specialty cakes and got a cake like it came back i went to go play poker came back to the room and there was like a four-star like birthday party for me wow. waiting in the room and i'm like yeah she's she's very good at giving gifts but i always get embarrassed by people giving me gifts i'd rather you just like you know we just hang out or something same same because so, i'm horrible do... at giving gifts so i like oh, really? to just like the hang out like let's go out for a nice meal let's go to an event together when i i don't know I, like a part of my not i like being bad at receiving gifts is that i feel like when you hand me something that you got me like that i have to be excited about it even if i'm not actually excited about it and i hate like me at the sushi restaurant <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Like, I feel like I have to perform excite. It's just too much pressure. I don't like it. And like when I give like Lonnie has kids and stuff and I'll give his kids gifts. I always tell them, like, if you want, you don't have to open this in front of me. You can wait till I leave, because that way, if you're not excited about the gift, you don't have to act. 
and they always open in front of me anyway and they're all excited whatever but like i always preface it with like you could open this later it's fine i don't need to see your reaction whatever it is you you'd have that on your own because i know for me it always it gives me anxiety i i like to give gifts i'm more of a giver than a receiver mm. same anyway let's move on to our spotify picks uh, every week we each pick a song, we throw it on a playlist, we call the Spotify Music Break, and uh, we just uh, crossed a big milestone. 37 hours of Jeez. music. Now, why is that a milestone? I don't know. I just <laughs> Every a single big, number is a milestone? A big milestone. We crossed 561 songs. Big milestone, folks. And... Uh, uh, you could you could like it, you could check it out. Uh, my pick this week is from Marauder, NYHC Legends mm. Marauder. Life is pain. Is this an old song, a new song? I don't even know if they're still doing song. stuff. Uh, what made you listen to Marauder all of a sudden? Uh, in my at the end of one of my BJJ classes, we all just got into a huge discussion about New York hardcore. Of course, and you did. so. Uh, yeah, I didn't prompt it, but I participated, and there was thankfully no weird, no, nothing weird, nothing questionable coming out of it. Everyone was on the same page. So I Did this? Uh, no, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I figured uh, one, you know, th- then it got me to put on some classic Marauder, which is a band that I feel like now more so than when I was like really into the stuff people talk about. Uh, but they're great. Did this a debate happen uh, about Marauder while a man was kneeling on your chest choking you? Or this, uh... <laughs> this was Adam. name your this favorite Marauder we... album, quick. Life is pain. Life is pain. No, no, no. Uh, this was after, like, at the end of the class, after everyone's changed. You know, in the you have to take your shoes off when you walk mm, in, of course, because you don't oh, want to get any bacteria on the mats. No. Uh, so everyone's. Fungus. Everyone's in the uh, uh, the shoe area to put their shoes on, mm. and a conversation spur, and we had a nice one about this. That's very nice, uh, Darren. What's your pick? Well, I also went with legendary uh, New York City group, uh, w- w- actually a duo. I don't know if you guys know. Well, Sid does. I don't know if Rob knows the rapper Milk. Remember the rapper named Milk? No, I know the it's drag old, queen. Old school. Oh, is there a drag queen and named Milk? Harvey. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Harvey Milk. Which is yeah. probably yeah, what the they Harvey this name for, right? Oh, maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Old school, like a boom bap style, like kind of nice songy lyrics. And this one, this track, uh, features Ad Rock of the Beastie Boys as a guest oh. rapper, and it's called Spam, and it's about uh, cops. It was awesome. I I'd never heard it before. And Dan, <laughs> when Darren linked us earlier, I listened to it. It's great. It's about How a lot of. Did things. I miss this? We're missing a Beastie Boys celebration right now. Uh, oh, yeah. They're renaming the corner where Paul's Boutique was on Rivington and Ludlow, I believe, right? Uh, it's like uh, it's a Beastie Boys Square, which is, I think, really, really cool. It's awesome. Uh, and it's so I never realized or I mean, I didn't recently realize what street it was because obviously that boutique is long gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's the, the the actual corner is a really nice gyro spot <laughs> it's like a, 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 a mediterranean rap spot wolfgang's okay. i think it's called now hang on but paul's boutique the actual store was in brooklyn 
that's the whole the whole track on the album is like uh where the album gets its name from there's a thing that goes uh, call paul's boutique and ask for janice the number is uh 718-948-1043 that's paul's what, boutique what's this intersection I don't know. Oh, I, I think it's where think one it, of them lives. Oh, no, that's where the photo was. Then. Yeah, the photo, the photo and the actual boutique in. are not the same. Oh, really? I, I thought I believe that photo yeah. was just the real Paul's boutique. No, the photo is oh. on, is in that. That's where they're uh, uh, naming. I guess the photo is of a place called Lee's Sportswear, and they just put yeah. up a Paul's boutique sign. I see. I did not know that. I learned something about that classic album today. Our lives have been a lie this whole time. That's probably yeah. a top... Yeah. Five album in my life. Yep, same for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wonderful, beloved. And that's I, I think the best, <laughs> the best entry point if you don't know the Beastie Boys to listen to them to figure out what they're about. That's the best first album. And you know what's great about that album is that it's like in the weird uh, window where people were experimenting with heavily with samples, mm-hmm. but before they people became litigious about it. So there was just so many samples that you would never be able to do today because it would cost that album would cost like $18 million <laughs> yeah. to yeah. license everything. So it's just a wonderful like a sound that you never hear anymore because it's just constant samples and switching up of samples and back to back and like the juxtaposition of samples on that is so fucking good. And they There's make so art many. with it. Yeah. yeah, they don't just like put samples together. They make a wall of sound with the samples. There's so much going on. It feels new every time you listen. Like you always catch a new lyric or a new sound. It's always it's yeah, or a new riff. Yeah, same. I remarkable. And it's also lots and lots of references, like New York references that even I had no idea what some of these fucking things are. And I would look them up and wow, I just learned something. You know, yep. every time you would listen to this album, you'd learn a new thing about the place you live in. Just great. Yep. Only love for the Beastie Boys. Sid, what did you pick? Uh, Painted Black is a hardcore band from Philly that uh, just put out a new song, which, uh, speaking of Marauder, I feel like this song does the New York hardcore sound better than most New York hardcore mm-hmm. bands I've ever heard. It's called Famine. It's great. kicks ass. It's less than two minutes long. Everything you want in a good hardcore song. Awesome. And RIP this week stands for Rob Isn't Presidential. Sorry. Huh. It could have been Rob is Presidential. I Sure. That's it a could have been story. if you were. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Folks, thanks for listening. Before we go, I want to mention our Patreon, patreon.com slash Livecast. Did you say you want more livecasts? Mm-hmm. Five bucks a month gets you two bonus episodes every month. Uh, this week, uh, this month, the top of the month, we did a very fun listen along to the Guns N' Roses album, Chinese Democracy. Uh, we all had very varying opinions on it. So you could check that out. We're going to have another new episode later this month. And there's over three years of archives of bonus episodes that are not available anywhere else that you can get on the Patreon. Five bucks gets you access to the entire archive. And what's that? You want to show us even more support? Well, for 10 bucks a month, you get to be a top livecast fan. You get all the perks of the $5 a month thing, which also include, by the way, a, a column from Sid telling you what TV shows to watch every week. And also keep in uh, mind, if you sign up for a year, you get 15% off. Mm, mm. Nice bonus deal for the kids. And uh, 10 bucks, top Blackcast fan of the week. You get a shout out at the end of the show, which is right now. Right the heck now. 
Well, how are we doing these shout outs, folks? I, can I suggest something? Yeah. You do it as uh, Franz convincing each of these people <laughs> to vote for him in the upcoming presidential election. I want to give a special shout out to my bro, Eric, uh, because if you vote for me, everyone will suck my fuck. Uh, (laughs) That's one of his uh, Benjamin and Dan R. Join the President Zilla uh, fan fan Jill. I don't know. Uh, Mindy Mayer's Kippa, if you vote for me, I promise that every monster energy drink in the country will be free. Shasur Sasusits, shots, shots, shots. That's what I will say when I become president. Hugo likes tacos, so does all of America. Every American will get rebates to get five free tacos a week if I was president. Land O Danks, yes, the whole land will be dank when Chris Franzilla will become president because weed will not only be legal, it will be required to be grown everywhere. Sounds like a great guy. LaCroix, uh, I'm more of a Seagram's seltzer kind of guy. And then we have Corey and Scotty H. You're probably too young to vote. Doug Pigman, who doesn't like bacon? Everyone gets a free pack of bacon except for the Jews who get turkey bacon. Okay. Douglas, who are you? Levison, who am I? I am Chris Franzak, and I'm running for president. I would also like to say, as Franz's campaign manager, he neglected to mention... Each one of our, of our patrons will get a warp tour show in their backyard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There you Very have it, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We're going to get out of here. We'll be back next week. Until then, we love you. We kiss you. Uh, bye-bye.